This is the Realm of Agape Christian Church. Father God, we thank you for this hour to commemorate what you have done and to be reminded of what we are and what we must do and how we must do it through your spirit. I pray that you will give us now the grace this hour to understand the revelation of your word through the auspices of your spirits. We claim victory here now for spiritual maturity and growth that we will be called and commissioned, equipped to advance the kingdom of God as you see fit for us to do so. We know you're able, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God for the scripture in Matthew 28. We're going to be there, verses 16 through 20. I thank God for all of you gathered in his name on this, the Lord's day. And um, we thank God that even though the weather is all topsy-turvy, up and down, sometimes you don't know how to dress, so is this uh, global warming. This, these are the last days. We got people down south used to have 50 and 60 degree weather. Now it's like 18, 19, 20. And uh, in a couple of days, it's going to go back to 70. So these are signs of the times. My God, the trees don't know how to behave. The fruit don't know how to come forth. My God, it seems like there's a... A way that that's kind of um, echoing what's going on in the spirit these days where there is so much strange growth if there's any growth at all some are calling themselves grown in the Lord when they have not even been born again yet some have been given high titles when they have not gone through the elementary levels of Christendom these are the days and times we are living in. God is calling us back to the basics of Christian living. We are, amen, in the midst of this series, which the first sermon came as we journey to minister in the uh, nursing home in our visitation ministry with a word saying, we shall overcome evil by God's love. It's the only way we will do it. Love conquers all. But it's got to be God's love. What kind of love are we talking about? It's God's love. Amen. Here we are today looking at Matthew 28, 16 through 20. I'm in the NIV in case it sounds different. Uh, we thank God for this verse. It says, then the 11 disciples went to Galilee. You might be asking, but pastor, weren't there 12? But one had, amen, defected. One had been rejected. His demon was detected. Amen. We see that uh, Judas Iscariot is not one in the number anymore. So the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. This doubt is significant because after he resurrected, 
he was shown um, by the Spirit having certain women with a certain drive to survive. They had a certain unction to function. They, they went to the site where they had laid the Lord, but they didn't find the stone still uh, covering the place. My God, he had risen, amen, and he showed himself to the women and commissioned for them to go and tell the brothers. Some believed, and of course, some doubted. And some right here in this scripture, they do readily see him, but they are yet what? Doubting. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Thank God for this verse of scripture. Amen. We see here in this scripture called by theologians the great commission. There had been commissionings in the political world and society and such, even in all locally in towns and on domestic levels. But this is called the Great Commission. Why? Because our great creator commissioned. Jesus called forth followers to go and make disciples of all nations. Thank God. So this call that Jesus stated in the ancient day is crescendoing forward in time, prophetically, and it should touch you. If you are reading this verse prayerfully in the Holy Spirit, you should feel a pull for yourself to get ready to be commissioned by the Holy Spirit to do and to say and to act according to the evangelical call, amen, the evangelistic thrust that the Holy Ghost would have you be a part of. It's a call meant for us. All Christians, amen, are invited to be disciples of Jesus and to become disciple makers. So he's calling people to come unto him, but not just to say, I believe there was a Jesus. You have to become a disciple. Not everybody that says they believe in Jesus is a disciple. Amen. There are some that come to church every Sunday, but they're what? Not, not a disciple. They're not following Jesus. Uh, when we were on this trip and uh, we were caravanning and uh, uh, I noticed my uncles and them, they were all driving. And my father, he was able to keep up one driver in the front. One of the uncles, he was kind of heavy foot, but my father was able to keep up. And some, as the line went down towards the back, some of them weren't able to keep up too good. Amen. <laughs> and they began to follow somebody else. They thought they were following the caravan, but they were following somebody else. And uh, they got a little lost. 
we've got to the rendezvous, the first rendezvous point. Some folk weren't there, and what's going on? What's going on? Amen. <laughs> Thank God. And uh, we have to realize if we're following God, we got to keep up. When Jesus moves, we better move. You've got to move, Pastor Lisa. You've got to move. The Holy Ghost had us sing that in one of her morning devotionals that she posts online. You've got to move. Uh, in the ancient day, I'm reminded that when uh, the people of God were in the wilderness, they had a tent of meeting and uh, the Holy Ghost would come upon the tent and the smoke would be there. They knew that it was time to move. And when the smoke moved, they moved. Amen. Thank God that cloud helped them to get to where they had to go. You can, amen, follow any old cloud. There's a lot of clouds all around in our modern day with this weird weather. But you better follow the right cloud. Amen. Thank God there's some that look like the cloud of the Holy Ghost, but they are not the cloud of the Holy Ghost. You better reread Jude. Jude said clouds they are without water, twice dead, plucked up by the root. They are sensual, not having the spirit. Some today got the shake and the quake. Ah, but they lost the Holy Ghost somewhere. They didn't follow him all the way through. And they are following their own teaching, their own lesson plan. My God, some have given heed to seducing spirits. My God, teachers have an itch in ears. They, they, they want to hear what they want to hear. So they're going to leave your church and go yonder's way because uh, you, you're not saying exactly what I want to hear. But if you are in the Holy Ghost, if you are a disciple of Jesus in the body of Christ, if the Holy Ghost is speaking by the word of God, that's what you should want to hear. If you want some other contrary rebellious word, that is not of the Holy Ghost. That is of the seducing spirits of this age, the fallen folk, the apostates who want to hear whatever they want to hear. They want to be entertained. They want to be coddled. They want to feel good. They don't want to feel uh, some type of guilt. But God said there's a heavenly guilt that should lead you to have some godly sorrow, which should lead you to get right with God. But so many today don't want to feel that. They want to feel good. Mm -hmm. I want the feel good. I want the hoot nanny. I want to pick them up and put them down. I want to clap your hands for a minute. I, I got my hair done, but I want to leave with an afro because I done sweated it out from running and, and not being chased, my God, and, and shouting a while, my God. But so many are doing that because it's sort of like the club. You begin to have a sensuality, and it's void of God's spirit. There's a such thing as having a good time and not being in the Holy Ghost. Ask the clubbers. That's why they go. And they go in the still of the night, and they want to cause a ruckus. Ah, uh, you have to be in the upper enchilance to get in there. You have to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Mm -hmm. And they help you to get on in there. And they have their own pastors, the, the people who own the club. And they have their own ushers, the people, amen, asking for your drink orders and such. My God. 
They got their own usherettes and the praise team. They're up there boogalooing. Amen. And it looks sort of like the fallen church praise leaders that praise them during the day. Uh, in, in certain uh, social, I mean churches today, my God. And pastors have become social gurus instead of dispensers of the truth of God. Why? Because they are men pleasers and not subject to the knowledge of the truth that comes from the living word of God, the unadulterated word of God. We are falling prey swiftly and fastly into a spirit of apostasy. We are going our own way. My God, we're doing like Isaiah said. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. We need the Lord before he comes. He's going to crack the sky. Will you be ready? God is already here by his spirits. And he's causing an audit visit. He's an auditor. He's coming, doing audit checks. And the day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Get your books ready. Get your ducats in order. Thank God. Stop cooking the books and acting like a crook. My God. Get your stuff in order because he's coming back. You're not going to be able to hide. Amen. There's going to be nowhere to hide. My God, because God is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. Hallelujah. Omniscient is he. He's everywhere. He's all powerful and he knows all. You got to be ready. There's no substitute for it. Be ready. For such an hour as you take not. The Son of God is going to come back. So that's why he made the Great Commission. Go ye therefore now and make disciples. He's talking to disciples. He's not talking to wayfaring men. He's not talking to people who kind of got a little tickling and got a kind of a, a little bit of a tolerance for hearing things about the Lord. No, people who have passed from death to life, uh-huh. they began to live by his spirit. They are disciples. When you are a disciple, now you can make more disciples. The problem today, we got folks who aren't disciples. There's something else. Misfits. Misfits making new misfits. My God. Uneducated. Bringing in new uneducated folks. My God. Cult leaders. Making new cult leaders promoting them my god and they have their own creed their own traditions but jesus amen he scolded the pharisees in this morning's bible reading he said you are just like in isaiah 29 13 lips flapping about all kind of religious stuff but your heart is far away from the lord And uh, Christ's disciples said, the Pharisees are being offended by those words. And, and, and Jesus turned to them and said, amen. Uh, when, when, when a plant is planted, you, you better make sure God has really planted that plant. Because there's going to be a harvest time. And God, God knows his plants. And, and, and those who are rooted and grounded in the truth, they're going to be able to stay in God's barn. But some are going to be gathered up, my God. 
and burn, and there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes, God's saying, make your calling and election sure Hallelujah. in Jesus' name. Yep. Hallelujah, God. Who are the real disciples? That's uh -huh. the question. We have five traits that you will be able to use to assess your own spiritual growth and how to invest meaningfully, not only in your life, but then when there's an overflow and abundance of anointing coming out of you, rivers of living water, enough to share, you're going to now invest meaningfully in the lives of people, amen, that God will cause you to care about. And then disciples will become disciple makers. So let's go through the five traits of Christian disciple makers. Number one, we're going to deal with Jesus. Because if you're not a friend with Jesus, you are missing the mark. Number two, we're going to deal with the word of Jesus. The word. Amen. If you're not privy to and intimate with and have become a walking word, you are of none effect. My God, my God. You, you got to know of whose you are. Yes. Amen. Number three, you got to, amen, be about Christian community. Uh -huh. Thank God. And uh, number four, you have to have a heart for the lost. Amen. Thank God. I know Jesus came seeking that should be saved. Amen. If we're just seeking to have a good time, there's a problem. Amen. Problem. And number five, there should be a motivation and a drive for us to have uh, the wherewithal to have some kind of responsibility about ourselves to care about the next generations to come. Mm -hmm. There should be, amen, a spiritual uh, blessing to pass on to the next generations. Yes. These are the characteristics of disciples. Number one, Jesus Disciple makers demonstrate a passion to know, love, and become like Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. Not become like the social gurus that we call pastors today. Not the cult leaders that we call pastors mm -hmm. today. Not the clique uh, leader that we call pastors today. Jesus is not a sheep herder. He is a man. Uh, uh, he he's a shepherd. Amen. Mm -hmm. There's a there's a difference. Amen. We're not just moving along headed nowhere, mm -hmm. but amen. He's shepherding. That means he's gonna amen care for, take care of, teach. Amen. Try to get the devil off and out of you. Amen. Yeah. Not just leading you and leaving you the way you are. We come as we are and we stand as we are. We're just moving along, moving along, moving along. Mm -hmm. But God said there has to be a spiritual journey with a dedication to God. Thy will, O Lord, be done on earth as it what is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Let's not just say those words. Let's know what they really mean. Amen. Yes. Disciples become disciple makers by demonstrating a passion to know, love, and become like Christ. There are, there are scriptures for each of these. For this one, we go to Philippians 3, 8 through 10 in the NIV. Philippians 3, 8 through 10. And it says, what is more, 
I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. You see, disciple makers are followers of Jesus who have a passion to know and love him. They are purposeful to deepen their intimacy with him. Oh, I want to know you better today than I did what? Yesterday. I just want to know you. I want to know you so well that nothing can make me doubt you. These are the songs we need to go back to. Amen. The songs of the psalm makers of yesteryear that had a real relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Not just taking boogaloo songs and putting a little bit of sprinkles of scriptures on them. Amen. But we need a right relationship where the Holy Ghost is now penning the songs. The Holy Ghost is giving you uh, the tune and everything. Amen. Thank God for that. So disciple makers have a personal ministry to friends and family. It overflows to them. Amen. From them having time alone with who? Jesus. Yes, disciple makers need to have alone time with Jesus so he can fill you up with what to give. Amen. So the focus of this, this trait here, number one, this number one trait, Jesus, is more than just knowing about him. It's about knowing him personally and walking deeply with him. And he has a still small voice. You could lose him in the clamor of today's a boisterous, noisy, spiritless worship sessions. My God. That was number one. Number two, the word. Very important. Disciple makers know and live from the scriptures. This is why the Holy Ghost moved me through these years to have a Bible reading fellowship. And it behooves you to get on board if you haven't yet. Amen. That's the last time I'm going to say that this year. Mark my words. Amen. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 in the NIV. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, which is why I said what I just said. Amen. Pastors have to do that. Amen. Don't be mad at me for being a pastor. Amen. It's a calling that I don't like. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that. I don't have to like it, but I love Jesus. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. God gave me a mind, and he didn't scoff my mind. He let me be a thinker. Thank God. Uh, verse 17 says, why did he give all of this uh, responsibility? So that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So everything God tells us to do is a good work. Work. All of these are good. Teaching, 
good. People don't want to hear teaching because it's too dry, boring, and take too long. Rebuking. Oh, you, I came to church to get my toes stepped on. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, but God said it's good. Um, correcting. What? I'm already good. We're all good. Mm, I don't think so. The Holy Ghost didn't say that. Amen. And training in what? Righteousness. So all of that. Righteous teaching. Righteousness uh, helping me to know how to rebuke. Righteousness helping me to know how to correct folk. Amen. And training in righteousness. All of that is called a good work. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Num and uh, this second trait, the word, uh, lets us know that disciple makers can accurately handle the word of God. Amen. You shouldn't be going around saying, Abraham, help everybody get in the ark. <laughs> you shouldn't be going around saying dumb stuff. People say, turn to Genesis. You're looking in the back of the Bible. There's a problem somewhere. Amen. When I say, turn to Jude 4. You're talking about which chapter? There's only one. My God. We got to know the word of God. We got to know what the dispensations are, what the uh, uh, covenants were. Amen. And uh, who the patriarchs and matriarchs of the word were. Amen. We have to know all the moves of God's spirit throughout the annals of time, through the courses of time shown in Genesis through the revelation. And that's another thing. I'll be saying Revelation chapter 3. There's only one revelation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, yes, uh, in, in this particular uh, uh, trait, the word, disciple makers will accurately handle the word of God. They know how to read it, study it, talk about it, and pass it on to others. We have so many misfits passing on cherry-picked pieces of the Bible. This is why we have folks who are faulty disciples. And then there's a whole lot of faultiness in the house of God. And then the world looks on and they say, wow, there's a lot of mess going on. This is why we don't need all that religious organization. But meanwhile, they got all of their satanic organizations. My God. <laughs> Amen. If I'm going to mess up, I'd rather mess up from in the church. You know why? Because God's going to find me. Amen. Through all that quagmire, he gonna, he's going to find those who are really going to touch the hem of his garment. Even though many are crowded around, one or two are going to really touch the hem of his garment the way he said touch it. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. So I got a better chance being in the midst of religious organization of the church. Amen. Because Jesus is going to come in there. And, and, and guess what? Judgment begins where? In the house of God. And if you can't make it out of the house of God, where's the wayfarer and the sinful man going to be? My God. I want to make it in the church. If I can make it in the church, I can make it anywhere. Hallelujah. Thank God. A disciple maker understands the truth of the word and sufficiency of the word. Amen. As a guide for all aspects of life. Did I say all aspects of life? Yes, all. We forget. God is from head to toe. Amen. And we want to skip the torso and go down to the toe. Amen. But God is captain over all. Thank God. Number three, this trait about community. Disciple makers pursue biblical community. And when we forsake biblical community, what, we, we, what will we go to? Secular humanistic community. Hebrews 10 has something to say about all this. Hebrews 10, uh, verses 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, 
24 and 25. It says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Think about that. Not giving up meeting together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves, as that says it in the King James, amen, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day, that's a capital D, day approaching. He's going to return. Will he find faith in the earth? That's what it's all about. You see, the Lord designed us to walk with him in community with other believers. Disciple makers will be intentional to seek, pursue, and create community among believers. For what reason? To spur each other toward love and good deeds. Not backstab until we can't stand each other no more. Biblical community includes family as well as extended communities of followers of Christ. Biblical community also draws those outside of Christ to make, help them to come to the Lord. Uh, that's from John 13, 33 and 34, where we get our church motto from about love the way Jesus loved. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Trait number four, dealing with the lost. Hopefully we're learning a little something here. What is this? Back to the basics of what Christian living. So we have to have a heart for the lost. Uh, disciple makers will yet live holy lives among those who do not know or follow Christ. It's not when in Rome do like the Romans, no. First Thessalonians, that's a good scripture, because the church at Thessalonica, they were pulled all around town to get, you know, things they didn't need, to be what they shouldn't have been, think how they shouldn't have thought, my God. Secular humanistic ways all around. Sounds like today. But 1 Thessalonians 2, 5 through 8, uh, read as follows in the NIV. You know we never used flattery. This is the, the apostles, uh, Paul being the leader, letting them know how they came and presented ministry. He said, we didn't use flattery. We weren't trying to, you know, fish for members and such. To, to, to coddle you, to help you to have fun, to come where we are. That's not what he was doing. We did not put on a mask mask to cover up our greed either, because cult leaders do that. They seem to have a heart for the Lord. Meanwhile, they're trying to make you, amen, put your purse up there, amen, so the preacher could do whatever he think is right. That's not how God said to do this, amen. God is our witness, Paul said. We were not looking for praise from people. Look at that. Not from you or anyone else. Look how bold he is. Even though as apostles of Christ, we could have asserted our authority to, you know, and, and, and intimate, intimate certain uh, levels of respect. But they didn't drum the drum like that. Jesus didn't say play the drum that way. No. Instead, we were like young children among you. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. That's what disciple makers do. They are mentoring people, taking time out of their time. 
investing it well. God said, redeem the time. Why? Because the days are what? Evil. Why? Because the enemy goes about seeking like a, like a lion, like a roaring lion. He's seeking whom he may devour. We have to be sober and we have to be vigilant. That's what disciple makers are. They are spiritually sober. They are well aware of what the Holy Ghost is trying to do. Disciple makers spend quality time among those who are outside of Christ. Quality time, not hanging out. Amen. Yeah, Jesus hung out with the drunks. That's not true. He wasn't just hanging out. He had a heavenly purpose. Amen. Yeah. And I bet you one thing, uh, when he spent time with them, they began to change their vernacular. They began to change their visage. They began to change everything. They began to do like him. He wasn't doing like them. So I'm going to shake it up, baby. Oh, let me put a, 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 another pence in your drawers while you shake your booty real good. No, he wasn't around there looking for breast bars. No, Jesus wasn't hanging out like that. People today are teaching all kind of wacky stuff. Oh, Jesus, see that lady was rubbing on Jesus, that whole rubbed on him at the dinner? That's because he was hanging out with them. They were uh, privy to him. They, would, they knew, you know, him, this and that. Oh, this gives us a right. We got to save for We got to go where they are. No, no, no. I'm not going to be making it rain up in there. No, we need to make it rain right up in here. Amen. Send your Holy Ghost rain, Lord. Let it fall down on me. Hallelujah. And if you think I'm preaching good, don't put dollars up here. Put them in an envelope. Put your name on there. The government is coming. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyhow. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, yeah, we got to spend quality time. Quality in what sense? Because we got to be uh, uh, in heaven's will when we're doing this on earth. Amen. Some preachers like to say, we, we, we're not in heaven yet, but we better act like we are. Amen. Thank God. <laughs> Disciple makers will be purposeful to love, serve, and help others to understand the gospel. We don't speak over their head. We speak in everyday language so that they can get the point. They are marked by a strong commitment to what? The Great Commission from Matthew 28, 19, remember? And a strong compassion for the brokenness of those who are outside of Christ. They are broken. God helps us to feel their brokenness in the spirit. And that helps us to remember of where we came from, if we have come from it, that is. If you are a disciple maker, you have come from it. Amen. <laughs> You're not still in it. Thank God. Because if you down, how are you going to pick somebody up? You down with them. Amen. You better be on a higher plane where you can elevate them upwards, I hope. Amen. If you're stuck in the mud with them, how are you going to elevate them to go to some solid ground? Both of y'all in the mud. We got to be on a higher plane, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, place my feet on solid ground. Hallelujah. Disciple makers proclaim and affirm the gospel with both their words and their lives. I remember one great preacher, he's gone to glory now. He said, we need life and lip. Reverend Dr. Robert L. Mars, God bless you. Amen. Yeah, we need life and lip. We don't just slap our lip, but we better have the life to follow it. Amen. We better be living this thing. We, we better become the walking word of God. A secular man told me once, you're like a blankety-blank walking word of God. You know, I mean, he, he, get, he got the point. 
God going to clean them up. You know, when you catch a fish, they got scales and all kind of stuff on them. Let God do the work of cleaning. Amen. We need a cleaning. Don't forget, we need a cleaning. And some of us and all of us, yay, all of us, still need some cleaning. Because when you really see, when I see Jesus, amen, you know that song? When I see Jesus, amen. We like singing these songs. Yeah. But when you really see him, you're going to say, I'm a man, I'm a woman of foul lips. My God, we're going to see how decrepit we are, how taut we are from the floor up. My God, we're going to know God is pure and holy, perfect. And that's not us. We have to get to that. Amen. Be ye holy for I am holy. There's a process in there. Amen. It takes time for folk, a certain amount of time that may not uh, be the same as you or I. But God knows our timing and he will work on us. That's why he's called a what kind of savior? A personal savior. Amen. He's my life coach. He's going to help me. Amen. Savior what? Like a shepherd. Lead us. Hallelujah. Here we are at trait number five. You better care for uh, spiritual generations. Disciple makers advance the gospel through spiritual generations. Yes, there's a scripture. Second Timothy 2, verse 2, and then verses 7 through 9. Try to show it a little bit. That's the main point where the nuts and bolts are. But it says here, and the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, and trust, and trust that to reliable people who will also be qualified to what? Uh, help others slip up? No, to teach others. You see that? Do we qualify uh, uh, people who are going to be stumbling blocks? Do we elevate stumbling blocks? Seems like that's what's going on today. The head chief, arc stumbling block, is now going to help elevate others. You saw me be a, a stumbling block. Now go ye and do thou likewise. <laughs> that's what's going on today. All these faulty elevations, God said, lay hands suddenly on no man. That means don't be all quick to elevate folk. That's what that means. Some preacher thought it meant you can't be touching everybody. Uh, you don't know the devil might jump off, off from them to you. That's not what that scripture means. It's talking about elevation. See, some became elders and they weren't ready. There are some people who have started move movements like the Presbyterians. My God, they had great leaders uh, that came out of seminary, but some of the um, circles of the hierarchy of elders and the decorum of the elders knew some of them weren't ready to become a pastor yet. Some slipped through the cracks, became a pastor, they weren't ready. You could know a whole lot of head knowledge, but it didn't go to your heart. You don't have a heart for God. Then you're going to have uh, your hand all in people's pockets and, and, and doing all kind of things to their head that shouldn't be done. Uh, you're going to start counseling the women, especially by yourself, and they by, them, by themselves with you in the office somewhere. And that's why pastors be leaving uh, the congregation to go with the secretary somewhere. We're going to hang out naked on the beach. Yes, you and I. God said so. 
All kind of ministries have fallen because of this. My God. And people aren't pastors after God's heart. Jeremiah cried out about that. Pastors misleading the folks, scattering the sheep, hurting folks. Came out of seminary. They're not ready to be a pastor. Some haven't even gone to seminary. How much more they're not ready? It's I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I can speak with tongues fluently. But God said, you don't know the word fluently. You're not living the word fluently. Speaking all kind of tongues. That's cool. But do you know that the Holy Ghost is a revealer of the truth? He has tried to summon you in those tongues. If you had let the prophet come and disciple you and give you knowledge about that tongue you speak in, you would have known that he is saying, shut up and sit down. You know, the Holy Ghost makes me stand up and say a whole lot, but he'll also make you shut up and sit down. Because the first place out of a disciple is at the feet of the rabbi. Sit and learn. Sit at the feet of the rabbi and learn. People don't want to sit a while and learn. Oh, they don't want to learn because they got a Holy Ghost fire and they ready to burn. Oh, but you're going to burn up. You need a balance. You can't just have all word, all word, all word, all word, and then you're going to dry up. Right? A whole lot of Holy Ghost fire, you're going to fry up. And a whole lot of word, and that's all you go, and you're going to dry up. I need a good, happy middle somewhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And the Holy Ghost is going to reveal the truth and you're going to have the heart of God. You can prophesy all day long and know how to move mountains, but don't have Jesus in there. It's a mountain of nothing. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, have come like a sounding brass or a tingling cymbal. Oh, you, you're not effective because you don't have Jesus. Who is love in that scripture? Jesus. God is love. Agape. Amen. He's the living love, the living truth, the living love. Grace, if you break it on down, it's love. The love of God. The love of God will change you. The love of God will, amen, transform you. God loves us so much, he's going to tell us the truth. Won't a good doctor tell you the truth? You full of cancer, they're going to lie to you. No, you're going to be all right. Go on home now. Take, take it easy. A week later, they gone. My God, what if something could have been done to help them, right? Thank God, people were looking at the little germs in the microscopic world, the viruses. They were naming them. Oh, that's going to cause COVID. Goodness, that's SARS. Look at how SARS looks. Look at how viruses look. Look at how herpes simplex looks. Look at how the virus that causes AIDS looks. Look at how uh, Esoterica coli looks. Her name, uh, short name is E. coli. You know her. Thank God she's all over the counter after you mess around with that meat. Then wash your hands. And now you are eating E. coli. E. coli is not my friend. Some of the five second rule. E. coli, I don't know about those rules. Little kids kissing the, the snack. Some, uh, God made the dirt, and the dirt don't hurt. And they eating dirty stuff. I said, put that thing in the garbage. I said, God made the dirt, and the dirt going to do its job. It's going to kill you. It wasn't made to go inside of you. It was made to break down stuff in the soil so we can have plants that will help get the nutrients out of the soil. You're not supposed to be kissing the germs. No. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 
But this is how we do things in the church. We're not uh, letting folk grow. We know they they got an itchiness. In the old days, when you want to move around too much, my mother would say, you got an itchy butt. Sit down. Thank God you're moving too much. And we know people come to church, they got an itchy butt. They can't sit down. I can't keep still against my will. But the Holy Ghost will make you sit down. Temperance will make you sit down at the feet of the rabbi. Come and learn. Discipleship makes you want to sit and learn. You're in the presence of God. It makes you get sober and sit and learn. But the devil will give you this secular humanistic burning. And you got to keep moving. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And you don't have rest for your soul. You have a restless soul. But God will give you holy quietness. Amen. He'll do it. The spiritual generations are at a loss. They're at a deficit. God is saying it through the apostles. Allow qualified folk that have sat and been taught. Let them go and now be elevated. This says, it says it right here in verse 7, reflect on what I am saying. For the Lord will give you insight in all this. Not your tradition, see? Not, amen, what you consider a status quo in your little cult. I mean, your church, sorry. In verse 8, remember, Jesus Christ raised from the dead, amen, descended from David. This is my gospel. For which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal, Paul said. But God's word is not chained. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Look what he's saying. The elect. Won't the devil even fool the very elect if he could? The elect means, here's what the elect means. People get the elect wrong. The elect, remember the Jews were considered first and foremost. First to the Jew and then to the who? Gentiles, the Greek, the Gentiles. So God elected for us to also be chosen. So we have been elected by God's grace to approach his throne to be saved. That's why we can say, oh, for God so loved the what? World. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him. Believeth. Keep believing. You can't believe one day and stop. Believeth in him. Shall not perish. But once saved, always say, No, you didn't believe that. If you don't believe that, you're not going to be saved. You got to endure all the way through. You can't come right at 99 and a half. Nope, I'm going to live for the devil now. I can still get in though. God said, you done changed your mind. Uh, you got free will. You could do that. But you know what? I want to use my free will to say, yes, Lord. Two words. God said, you got two words. What are they? I'm yes, Lord. That's what they <laughs> You better say, yes, Lord. <laughs> Give up that stuff. Why would I enjoy that for a little moment in time and make myself fry forever in hell? Why? No. Doesn't make sense, does it? It don't even make earthly sense. Mm -hmm. You need the Holy Ghost to help reveal the truth from God's word so you will have spiritual sobriety to understand what that means eternally. So yes, the elect, the people who are Greek, the Gentiles, may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus. 
See, the apostles wanted us to make it. God used Paul. He was called to go to Rome. Talk to the Greeks. Talk to the Gentiles. He was called to them. Amen. All up in Rome, in Romans, we see all the things that he had to go through and the apostles to go through to teach the unreached nation. They began to be reached and taught and began to come to the Lord. Disciple makers are personally involved in helping others move closer to Christ, not farther away from Christ. Uh, we are, we're saying they're going to Christ, but it's more about our little culture more than being closer to Christ. We got to be careful with that. Move closer to Christ as Savior and Lord. Not I feel good being around here. I like everybody around here. I'm going to stay here a while. I like y'all's meals y'all have after church. And y'all sisters are finer than the ones over there. I've heard it all. I done heard it all, y'all. See, but disciple makers are going to meet to help non-believers understand who Jesus claims to be and to establish young believers in their faith. Disciple makers may lead groups of others in studying and applying the word. Anything that helps others move closer to Christ is discipleship. That's what it is. Disciple makers help others catch a vision for investing in the spiritual growth of, of their friends, creating a ripple effect of new spiritual generations who will follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Savior like a shepherd, lead us. Is our music ministry in the spirit or what? Hallelujah. Remember this. Don't go home without this thought. Don't forget what we said. See, they taught me as a preacher, you got to tell them what you're going to tell them. Then tell them. Then tell them what you have told them. Amen. <laughs> now I'm getting ready to tell y'all what I told y'all. Amen. So the great and eternal commissioner, I'm rephrasing it though, what am I calling Jesus? The great eternal what? Commissioner of the great commission. Get it? The great commissioner, Jesus, calls out to all souls, but few will become his chosen. In other words, the choice breed of evangelistic followers who will become what? Disciple makers. They say in the store, some stuff is USDA approved. It's a, it's a choice kind of meat. Are we choice when it comes to Christ? You know, the application of Christ's will in our life. You know, we could choose to be choice. Some people teach that there's only a few who will become that. But God said, I'm calling all souls mine. Some will say yes, some will what? Say no. They have that choice. You have to become the choice breed by saying yes. So the choice breed will become evangelistic followers who will become what? Disciple makers. They will walk diligently based on the five traits we talked about, which are essential to the mind of Christ. Intimate knowledge of God's will through his holy, unadulterated word. That's number one. Amen. Diligent, devoted obedience to God's will. That's number two. Because you could know the word in your head, but it's not in your heart. And not coming out of your hands and feet and mouth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. and, and commanding your eye gate and ear gate. Hello. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, not only that, you have to have 
Christian fellowship, right? Christian fellowship, that's very critical. Very much essentially needed. Amen. You don't just hang out with any and everybody. There has to be a heavenly purpose. And when you go to the darkness, you are yet shining as the light of Christ. You are not becoming dim and dark. Don't do it. None of this when in Rome do like the Romans. No. Make the Romans do as the Christians. Amen. And Jesus didn't just hang out. No. He had a heavenly purpose. And when he went to those people, they began to talk and do like him. Amen. Thank God. So when he left from there, they would follow him to get some more teaching. Thank God. And in other words, when they follow him, what did they become? Disciples. And sometimes he commissioned them. Go ye over there and tell those folk. Then they became what? Disciple makers. Amen. So we need Christian fellowship to get ourselves build up, built up in the most holy faith. And then there's Christian evangelism and posterity. Christian evangelism, Christian posterity, right? So that's five of them. Posterity is when we have the next generations becoming disciple makers. Amen. We have to deposit into the next generation. These characteristics will be used by Christ's disciple makers for what reason? Uh, they're going to daily assess their spiritual growth and holy uh, uh, agency. God has given us a holy agency. The police department is an agency, believe it or not. Yes, it is. I saw it on their car. It said agency. Amen. They have been commissioned to do something, haven't they? Some do it and some don't. Amen. Some protect and serve. Some are doing something else. But God has commissioned us Christians to do something holy for God. We are, amen, representing him. We have a holy agency, which should uh, cause us to now do whatever is befitting the commission of doing what? Advancing his kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Yes. Five traits of Christian yes. disciple makers. We're back to the basics, people of God. Yes, Holy Ghost, I pray you, amen, walk us through these basics for weeks and months to come now in this year, 2024. Bless us now. To not just be hearers, but to do what God's will says. We have to become intimate with it. We have to hear it again. And you have commissioned me, amen, since the beginning of my career as a pastor to, amen, record and to post these audio recordings. People can remediate and rehearse and review what God's word says. We thank you, Lord for the ministry, uh, the audio ministry, podcast ministry. I pray you bless it the more this year. Amen. I feel you stretching me and building me up so that now I go from just yeah. mere audio to audio video yeah. and post things. Oh, God, bless us yeah. as we endeavor to have by your calling and election that we will have a YouTube channel Amen. That will improve and show forth teachings that the world needs. 
We're out to reach the world. Not just the people in church. People in church are becoming fathead babies and they're not moving. They don't even know how to walk good. My God, that's a shame. But God said, yes, enough sitting for a while. Now, after a while, you got to know how to walk. And after a while, you got to know how to stand for something or, or you'll fall for anything. Help us to do what Ephesians is teaching, that we will sit, walk, and stand in Jesus' name. We know you're able. Help us to be the holy agents you're calling in these last and evil days. Even so, Lord, find faith in the earth. Find us connected to you. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us the strength and the wherewithal to know. Thank you for our church school so that we can have the intellectual prowess and the spiritual sobriety and the wherewithal to have the anointing of God to move and speak the truth. Learning the logos, but, oh God, going forth to live out the rhema. Bless us, oh God, to be timely and effective in the things of God. We know you're able, even so, Lord. Find us worthy of the calling in Christ Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, oh God. I thank you, Lord. We of the realm of Agape Christian Church pray that the Holy Word of God has richly blessed your soul. To send prayer requests, use the contacts page of our website, www.roagape.org. We need your continued prayers and financial support to maintain this ministry. You can also find a secure means of donating on our website. God bless you.